gathered together from the far reaches of the internet are assembled a network of podcasts dedicated to the first and greatest superhero, Superman. Superman. The Superman Podcast Network is dedicated to covering all aspects of the Superman legend, featuring The Thrilling Adventures of Superman, Golden Age Superman, The Superman Fan Podcast, Superman in the Bronze Age, From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast, Superman Forever Radio, The Superman Vidcast, The World's Best Podcast, The SFR Daily Planet, and Radio KL from supermanhomepage.com, as well as the audio dramas Superman, Last Son of Krypton, and Supergirl, Last Daughter of Krypton, from Pendant Audio Production. Join hosts Michael Bradley, John Wilson, Billy Hogan, Charlie Niemeyer, Jeffrey Taylor, Michael Bailey, J. David Weeder, Cayman Stoll, I'm Isaac, I'm Adam, Dave Eunice, and co-host Scotty V. At supermanpodcastnetwork.com. Rocketed as a baby from the exploding planet Krypton, Kal-El grew to manhood on Earth, whose yellow sun and lighter gravity gave him fantastic superpowers. In the city of Metropolis, he poses as TV newsman Clark Kent, but battles evil all over Earth and beyond as Superman. Superman. Hello guys and gals, and welcome to episode 23 of Superman in the Bronze Age, the only podcast on the internet covering Superman's adventures in the 70s and early 80s. This episode is the second part of our look at the Morgan Edge story uh, by following Jack Kirby's run on Jimmy Olsen. So, since I still don't have any emails or iTunes reviews to talk about, we'll move right into the books after a quick promo. December 7th, Earth 2, 1941, a world very much like our own, yet slightly different, a date which will live in infamy, a world at war, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Following the Japanese sneak attack on Pearl Harbor, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt brought together the largest group of mystery men ever assembled to battle the Axis powers. Tales of the Justice Society of America presents The All-Star Squadron.
The Tales of the Justice Society of America, every Friday at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Okay, next up we have Jimmy Olsen, number 135, with a cover date of January 1971. And it was released on November 24th, 1970, so right around Thanksgiving Day. Uh, with a cool cover by Neil Adams showing Superman being attacked by several teeny tiny little Superman while Jimmy Olsen pulls, uh, pulls the lever to release them. It's really cool looking and it's a great Neil Adams cover. The title of this story is The Evil Factory, written by Jack Kirby, penciled by Jack Kirby, inked by Vince Coletta. Uh, the Superman and the Jimmy Heads were done by Al Plastino. And the editor is Murray Boltonoff. This story, like the previous one, was reprinted in Jimmy Olsen, Adventures by Jack Kirby, volume number one from 2003, and Jack Kirby's Fourth World Omnibus, volume one in 2007. In their secret lab, some strange, a couple of strange-looking creatures named Simeon and Mokari gloat over their recent successes. After stealing cell samples from the project, they have created their own human beings of all shapes and sizes. They are most proud of their giant human, bred specifically to kill Superman. Meanwhile, Superman and the Mountain of Judgment are streaking down the zoomway to the project. Stopping just outside, Jimmy and the newsboys disembark in the whiz wagon and head into the project, where they meet the adult versions of the newsboys, a.k.a. the dads. While both sets of newsboys get reacquainted, Superman explains to Jimmy that this is that this is what the project actually does. Cloning. Back at their lab, Simeon and Mokari cover their giant with a fine mist of synthetic kryptonite before reporting to Darkseid. During the conversation, Darkseid uses his power to send the giant on an uncontrollable spree of destruction. However, before he can cause too much damage, Simeon uses their penetrator beam uh, to send him to the project. The giant shows up in the room where Superman and Jimmy are. While Superman fights the giant, Jimmy tells the adult newsboys about what's going on. Superman blows seem to have little effect on the giant, but does dislodge the giant's face mask, revealing that it is a clone of Jimmy Olsen. This catches Superman off guard enough to allow the giant to land a clean blow on the Man of Steel. The combination of the hit and the kryptonite knocks Superman out. Watching on a monitor, the adult newsboys the adult newsboys tell Jimmy that there is only one man who can save them now. In a strange containment unit, a costume man is fitted with a golden helmet and a golden shield, and the golden guardian leaps into battle. Um... Thought, uh, there are some problems with this issue. Um, is well, they're not problems. They're just little nitpicks that I have with this issue. For one, the dialogue in this is kind of awkward, even by 1970 standards. Like, for example, each member of the adult newsboys explained to no one in particular why they are there before getting the guardian. I mean, they don't really need to. We know what's going on, but they do it anyway. Uh, which is kind of, and it's dialogue like this, which is why these, this review is so short, because a lot of it is just expository dialogue that we already know about. I find it difficult to believe that Superman of any era would be so accepting of cloning. Uh, 
he has problems with anyone, including himself, having too much power. But yet he's okay with a secret project that is basically creating life. I don't think so. So in this issue, Superman just learns about the clone. But when telling Jimmy about it, he acts like he's known about it the whole time. Okay. Also, more kryptonite, really? This is, what, the third issue in a row where Superman's had to deal with some kind of kryptonite? Uh, and it, it's no wonder that Denny O'Neill and Julie Schwartz wanted to get rid of it and actually did this same month in Superman 233. And um, on the plus side, though, Kirby's art's starting to get noticeably better as he's getting more comfortable with the characters. Um, I do love the full page, the full page splash of the Guardian. That's really cool. And this is his first reintroduction since the Golden Age. So it's really cool to see him here, although he doesn't really speak much. Uh, and of a note, apparently Flipper Dipper wasn't cool enough. So they changed the ER on both of them to A's. So now he's Flippa Dipper. So that's just going to make it more fun to say. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty interesting issue. Uh, again, um, like with these last few issues, we're getting more of the stuff that gets reused a lot, and especially in issues of Superman in the post-crisis. Uh, we have the Evil Factory. We have Simeon and Mokari. It's also their first appearances. Um, and they've made a synthetic kryptonite beam, which they kind of do in the post-crisis, except that one's a Superman clone, and this one's apparently a Jimmy clone. And it's kind of interesting that with the green on them, because of the kryptonite, it looks like a incredible Jimmy Hulk. Which actually kind of makes sense, since Kirby created that, too. Alright, so we're going to do a couple promos real quick, and we'll come back with Jimmy Olsen, number 136. Hey kids, comics! Hey Michael! Yes? We have to record a promo for our podcast. I've got one. Read our podcast. Read our podcast. You do know this is an audio medium. Watch our podcast. Well, you can watch podcasts, but not ours, because let's face it, we've got faces for radio. Uh, no, wait, I've got it. Give me a second, right? What, just... Listen to our podcast. Listen to our podcast. Snap it. Short, sweet. I'm liking it. It's good. It's great. Not exactly telling people what our podcast is about, though, is it? We read comics. We read comics. That's true. That's good. Liking it. Liking this pitch. Carry on. Right. We talk about comics. We do. We talk about comics. We read comics. And then we talk about them. Because we can't talk about them before we read them. Excellent. Keep going. And then... We sing! Badly! Yes. Well, badly is purely subjective. But how many other comic book podcasts do you know where people sing? Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. All right, we have Jimmy Olsen, number 136. 
with a cover date of March 1971. It was on sale January 12th, 1971, so we skipped another month already. Uh, with another cool cover by Neil Adams, this one showing the Jimmy Hulk really knocking Superman out while the other newsboys are in the background kind of telling you what I just said. The only thing I don't like about this cover, uh, it looks pretty cool, but one, there's not really much of a background, and two, they use this garish bright yellow, uh, which really doesn't help the fact, I mean, it makes Superman stand out, but it kind of blends in with the green, kind of yellowish green they use for the Jimmy Hulk. So it's kind of, it just, it's really painful in the eyes. Uh, now this issue is titled The Saga of the DN Aliens, with writer, artist, and editor Jack Kirby this time. And there's no inking, um, credit on this, so I'm guessing Jack Kirby inked it. Uh, and Superman and the Jimmy Heads are from here on out, basically, uh, done by Murphy Anderson, who also does not blend well with Jack Kirby's art. This story was reprinted not only in Jimmy Olsen Adventures of Jack Kirby Volume 1 from 2003 and Jack Kirby's Fourth World Omnibus Volume 1 from 2007, but also in Countdown Special Jimmy Olsen number one from January of 2008. So, picking up from the end of last issue, the, new the newsboys bust in to see the Guardian battling giant Olsen uh, while Superman lies unconscious and Jimmy watches on. While Jimmy catches the youngsters up on what's been going on, Guardian and the Jimmy Hulk continue to exchange blows until the monster gets the upper hand and knocks Guardian down. Seeing this, Jimmy runs over to try to revive Superman, but before Superman can get up, the giant grabs Jimmy. Seeing that they look alike, the giant goes on another rampage, thinking that this is some kind of trick. At this point, Superman is able to come around and uses his super strength to tilt the floor, knocking the giant off balance and causing him to drop Jimmy. Then Superman flies at super speed to catch Jimmy, which, if you think about it, should have actually hurt him, but doesn't. Um, Guardian goes to take down the giant, but before he can land a blow, there's a sudden explosion from the giant's head. That's when the micro-paratroopers, which are basically microscopic clones of Scrapper, make themselves known and cover the now unconscious giant in liquid nitrogen. Would have been nice to know about that earlier, but okay. Back in the evil factory, Darkseid scolds Simeon and Mokari for their failure and tells them that their next mission must be a success. However, the only other clones that are available are simple beasts of burden. Then they remember the samples that were developed in an atmosphere of beta gas. Unfortunately, they have been unable to observe their progress because these clones have encased themselves in egg sacs. Back at the project, the original newsboys, who had somehow been held back by security, um, fill in their young clones on the origins of this new guardian, while Superman and Jimmy watch the giant egg get sealed into a cryogenic capsule. Uh, then Superman continues Jimmy's tour of the project. We learn that the, that the entire staff are actually clones, such as the communications division being staffed by a bunch of clones of Gabby, who likes to talk. 
Superman reveals that he has known about the project since its inception and that, th that his were the first cells to be grown. More on that later. Uh, when we learn of the three types of humans, uh, uh, we then learn of the three types of humans grown at the project. Normals, like the newsboys, the step-ups, like the Harrys, and the DN aliens. As an example of the DN aliens, Superman introduces Jimmy to Double X. Back at the evil factory, Simeon and Mokari witness one of the eggs hatching with four arms breaking through the shell. Um, okay, now at the end of the last issue, we saw the older newsboys with Jimmy and the Guardian heading towards the battle, while the younger newsboys were still with the guards because there was no place for kids or something. But in this issue, the youngsters are alone and show up at the fight. Jimmy and Guardian are already there, and the adults are missing because they've been held back by the guards. What? I think Kirby got confused there. But, you know, whatever. Um, nothing you can do about it now. I mean, it's like 34-year-old comic. Um, so apparently they've cloned Superman's cells, so does that mean that there could be another Superman out there somewhere? Uh, that seems like something that they would you that these days a mention of that would be would be taken to a whole new story. I don't think anything gets done with it, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, unfortunately, this issue the art seat takes a big step back. Uh, Kirby's got some weird proportions here, it, and it seems kind of rushed. I don't know if it was because of a lack of inker. That he had to ink it real fast and messed up, or because, or for whatever reason. But yeah, it's pretty rushed here. It doesn't look as good. And like I said, Murphy's Murphy Anderson's art, I like it more than I like Plastino's stuff. But yeah, not so much. Uh, it doesn't blend really well, really well with Kirby's stuff. On the plus side. We get another cliff, great cliffhanger in it. Kirby has done a good job, basically, um, of putting these really good cliffhanger endings. And so far, this has just been one huge story, which is why I've been continuing covering it, because I don't want to end on a cliffhanger and then say, okay, we're going to skip ahead a few issues. Plus, um, all this stuff with Darkseid and cloning all have something to do with the Morgan Edge story, so that's kind of why we've been covering it, even though Morgan Edge hasn't been in, well, wasn't in this issue. Um, also, this is the first appearance of Double X, who at this point doesn't do a whole lot, um, but in the future, uh, if you've been following Post Crisis, and it's spoiler for after where the Mike and Jeffrey are on From Crisis to Crisis. Double X, uh, well, actually, Double X is well known in uh, the Cadmus Project, which is basically the project here, um, and later on um, ends up being like guardian to Superboy. And I don't mean guardian like wearing the gold and blue and stuff. I mean, like, he's kind of his mentor for Superboy, uh, the clone of Superman at that point. So, uh, this, so the, um, him being introduced here, while doesn't seem like a big deal at the time, plays a big part further on in the future in the different continuity. So that's really cool. And believe it or not, that brings us to the end of another episode of Superman in the Bronze Age. 
Um, I want to thank you all for listening, and um, I'll be back next issue or next episode with two more Jimmy Olsen issues. Thank you for listening, and now here's my lovely wife. Thank you for listening to Superman in the Bronze Age, hosted by Charlie Niemeyer. Superman in the Bronze Age is a proud member of the Superman Podcast Network at www.fortressofbailey2.com slash supermanpodcastnetwork, where new episodes are posted weekly. Episodes are also posted at supermaninthebronzeage.blogspot.com and supermanhomepage.com. You can also subscribe to this show via RSS feed and iTunes. All images, characters, and music used in the show are for entertainment purposes only. No money is made by the show. Superman is created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.